Well, it is the day after the NHL trade deadline and a day after the Nashville Predators win. Overall, not a bad day. We're going to break down both, including more history made for the Nashville Predators. Our one word to describe the win over Anaheim. And is there anything Matt Duchesne can't do? Plus, look ahead to tonight's showdown with the LA Kings, all coming up today on a loaded Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor on the forecheck.com and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at onthefourcheck.com. Now, Ann, you're a mother. Uh, I am. And a devoted wife of several, several years. Yes. Have you ever come across an instance where you have told your kids or your husband to do something? They totally forget, but they say, oh, yeah, it's done. And then you find out it was indeed never done. And not only are you angry about them not getting it done, but now that's more headaches for you. Yeah, that's pretty much been off and on the last 20 years of my life. <laughs> uh, do you think that's how Evgeny Dodonov feels right I now? mean... Oh my goodness. This is so bad. Is Evgeny, so bad. Is Evgeny Dodonov the mom nobody listens to? And it's like, <laughs> I told you to put that no trade list in the contract hours ago. And what have you done? You have mm -hmm. been sitting there, Pierre Dorian, playing video games for the last three years. This is unacceptable. Oh. Yes, this is unacceptable on so many levels. The fact that there is just now this hot, hot mess in the NHL simply because somebody didn't staple two papers together is just horrifying and secretly fascinating to watch. It is fascinating to watch because there is a <laughs> lot of implications uh, that can come mm -hmm. out of this. Uh, now, all of a sudden, Vegas past the deadline might not have the cap space they need to bring somebody like Mark Stone off IR, Max Pacioretty. Uh, and yeah, the Anaheim Ducks now don't have somebody that they apparently traded for, which is somehow only the second most embarrassing thing the Ducks have been involved with in the past 24 hours, thanks <laughs> to Matt Duchesne. Uh, oh. highlight real goal. I think we're going to be seeing over and over again. Yeah. One of the many, many highlights from last night's six, three predators win over the Anaheim ducks. Uh, it was a complete game from start to finish the Preds slow start, but after a four goal third period had it in the bag and your one word to describe last night's big win for the predators over the ducks. So my one word is very simple and it's actually very March themed. And my one word is Guinness. 
as in Guinness Book of World Records, and raise yourself a pint of Guinness and salute Philip Forsberg. This game was um, record setting for a number of reasons. It's actually getting confusing keeping up with all of the records that are being pursued and broken with this team, which is super exciting. But just a salute to Philip Forsberg and I want to say to Matt Duchesne because the two of them have been neck and neck chasing this franchise single season goal scoring record. And I think they have made each other better. So world record, maybe not world record, but franchise record and a salute to Philip Forsberg. I give you a Guinness. Yeah, and uh, we've been talking so long about how Predator has never gotten past 34 goals. Yes. We now might have a two hit the 40 mark this Mm -hmm. year. In fact, judging by their current pace, they're both going to top 40 by the end of the year. Yes. And Philip Forsberg. Um, That's something uh, teams very rarely can achieve, having two 40-goal scores in a season. Uh, It's only been done a handful of times since the 2005 lockout. Uh, So the Predators would be in some pretty solid company there. Um, And let's also, as we're talking about records, not miss out on Roman Yossi now with 102-point pace this season that's crazy the pace is picking up every single game which is wild yes you would think at some point it's got to taper off but he just continues to get better and better he has what is it uh 24 points in 10 games i mean this is insane what he is able to do and what he's able to sustain just phenomenal play from roman yossi yeah well it's crazy statistically yesterday was roman yossi's worst statistical game in six games and he had a goal and an assist like how insane is that when your worst game in two weeks is a two-point performance i mean that's unbelievable. he's taken some time he's taken it off he just checked out he only had a goal and an assist come on yeah, maybe a maybe a benching will uh, clear his mind up. Maybe maybe he'll come Dial back stronger in. and get back on that three-point-a-game pace. Um, my real. one word, and kind of ties in a lot of what we've been talking about. It's pizzazz. <laughs> Last night's game. You know I love this. <laughs> yeah, okay. It is, you got to have the hand gestures, too, with it. Yes. You got to have pizzazz. And to me, that's what last night's game felt like because there is so much going on i mean we had mm-hmm. a wild fight to start the game tanner Janot um and connor carrick one of the better hockey fights we've seen uh across the nhl this year um we had of course some records broken philip forsberg breaking the sing- or tying the single season record matt duchene also tying the single season record and then philip forsberg breaking the single season record there it is uh, yeah we, we had yossi continuing his pace uh uc saros um other than that little 45 second stretch where david riddick came in uh <laughs> played another really really solid game the predators power play was on fire three power play goals on five chances um one of the sharpest they looked this just looked like a fancy like style points game 
you know, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, when you're in the college football playoff and you're just like kind of waiting for that one team to just like run up the score on somebody so you can say, oh, well, they got some style points. They're going to move up in a lot of people's mind. That kind of felt like this statement the Nashville Predators made last night. It's, hey, we can not only eke out three to two wins or like steal wins in games we don't think we can beat in. No, we can actually also just beat up on teams, which is what they did at Anaheim yes. tonight. Just dominate teams. Yes. And, you know, I think this game was a really encouraging win for a, a, a strange reason. I think the team came in and it took them some time to sort of get their skates under them and to find their groove. In the first period, UC Saros really kept the Predators in the game because Anaheim was pressuring quite a bit. Second period, they were able to make their adjustments. Third period, they came into their game and just dominated. And I think previously in the season, when the Predators have struggled, it's taken them a couple of games to get back on their feet. And then we got into a stretch recently where they would have one hiccup game, but then be able to correct it. And this was a game where you could see them making in-game corrections, you know, right right as things are going on and take over a game. And that's something I'm not sure we've seen from them in the past couple seasons. And it's exactly where you want to be heading into the playoffs. You want to be able to make those quick adjustments. You don't want to have to take you know, two days to reset mentally or with execution. And so it was really encouraging to see them come out that third period and just absolutely dominate this game. Yeah, because it was kind of a rough start, as we mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, it was like the Anaheim fans didn't seem like the Predators showed up early in the game. Um, oh, shots fired on that one. I'm sure we'll hear shots fired. One. Oh, dear. Oh, oh well, dear. Not not the worst exchange. It's been traded between a predators person and a ducks person um Fair. but i'm with you like they they bounce back early in this game uh, i think anytime you have a quick turnaround to start a western conference road trip or as a reminder the predators are playing on the west coast monday after playing in nashville saturday that's not mm -hmm. an easy turnaround to do so you know you can easily make the argument that the preds may be a little bit sluggish from that coming out of the gate. Um, but yeah, once they got their legs onto them, like the longer the game went on and the more the predators kind of woke up, that's yes. when you saw them flip the switch. And that's the kind of switch that they need to have flipped on throughout the remainder of this road trip. Uh, because of course, LA tonight, you got Vegas coming up later in this week. These are two important games for playoff purposes. And so the Predators need to kind of keep their foot on the gas. And it's good to see them be able uh, to kind of rebound and dig themselves out of a start like they had last yes. night. Yes. And that's something that I don't feel like the team has been able to do as quickly in previous seasons. It's taken them. They haven't gotten to a point where I feel like this team can make in-game corrections that are necessary like they were able to do last night. I thought that was really encouraging. And the way that they finished the game was just so dominant. Uh, there's some, speaking of dominance, we have to talk about Matt Duchesne's goal, don't we? Yes, Was we that do. not the yes, highlight of the night? Maybe the highlight of the year for the Nashville Predators, to quote Anne, I mean, come on. <laughs> it is, it is Matthew something Duchesne. Yeah, I really. mean... 
We'll have to break that down in just a second. But first, want to mention today's show brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. The college basketball's tournament finally upon us. Both men's and women's action has given us some fantastic games so far. To keep track of all the latest odds, contests, and player props, Bet Online is your number one sports for all of your sports betting needs and info. Plus, Bet Online also has your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season to keep you up to date on all things sports. And of course, it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Got plenty of great NHL action as well, too. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Yeah, and Matt Duchesne's goal. Uh, a nice Come little on. nifty, cut, a mix between a no-look sort of shot and, of course, the little back between the legs over the right side, the little Merrick Malik play, as I like to call it. Something I think a lot of people try in uh, practices and stuff like that. You don't see it executed in a game um, as well as Matt Duchesne executed it last night. Oh my gosh. I mean, just take a minute. If you haven't seen that goal, you need to make sure you take a minute today and look at this goal. Absolutely gorgeous goal. And let me tell you, it couldn't happen to a more deserving NHL player right now. Matt Duchesne has been through it here in Nashville. He has come in, he came in and it was just a rough start. And I think he took a ton of heat, most of it not because of anything he was doing to see him find his game, to see him competing with Forsberg, to see him score a goal like that. It is so fantastic. Been a huge fan of Matt Duchesne, believed that he just was not in the right situation yet. I feel like tons of credit goes to John Hines for setting him up for success. Love seeing it. That goal, he said afterward, it was just one of those goals that you, you know, you don't really ever think you're going to make in a game. You kind of do it when you're a kid. And there it was. I was so excited for him. Love Matt Duchesne. Yeah, we, we've seen some interesting goals for the Predators over the past year or so, like Forsberg's Michigan, um, Roman Yossi yes. coast to coast, Forsberg again also kind of deacon pass through here four guys. Uh, this is this is a different Predators team for sure, like a different vibe this season. Uh, there mm-hmm. seems to be more, as I said earlier, pizzazz. <laughs> um, this definitely seems to be a different brand of Predators hockey. And it's funny because, you know, we talk about the identity of the Predators and how the Predators have kind of gone back to, um, you know, they're kind of gritty, not, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not an offensive juggernaut, but are always going to shut you down, make it close, be hard to play against. Um, they found a way to embrace that, but also evolve, like also move forward. This seems like, you know, very Showtime Lakers-esque, uh, where it's just yes. like a lot of high scoring, a lot of style points. Um, and it's fun. Like, it's it's definitely fun to watch as a Predators fan. Finally. I think it's been... Uh, it's been a little bit rough the last couple seasons because there's been potential but not execution. 
finally the predators are able to kind of put those things together. And I think we're seeing potential become execution and we're getting to enjoy this game and all of the gritty work that they're doing is opening things up for these style points, which I am here for. Yes. Style points equals more fun for Nick and Ann on a podcast. That's right. Uh, That's Jeremy, right. Jeremy Lazan makes his debut yes. after a highly scrutinized trade and not only makes his debut, uh, but winds up in the Predators top four with Matthias Eckholm out due to an illness. Mm-hmm. Um, he played fine. He yes. Played fine. Um, got a lot of minutes, just over 18 minutes and, uh, Mm -hmm. just under two minutes on the penalty kill. So they definitely used him. Um, yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, from what we saw, I mean, I'm still not going to change my opinion that I thought that second round pick was a little bit too pricey. Uh, David Poyle, I think definitely stopped at McDonald's when there was perfectly good food at home in Milwaukee. (laughs) But, you know, but, you know, it's he played fine. Like if he played mm-hmm. like he did last night and he's your fifth or sixth guy occasionally. Sure. Sure. I thought he did well considering thrown in to this game, uh, partnered up with Alexander Carrier, which honestly, Carrier, I know he this is his first full season. I think he just makes everybody better. I love the performance that he's having this year. So I think that was an, an opportune position. Uh, but to be in the top four right away, your first day, that's a big ask. And I, and I agree with you. I don't think that it was bad for an outing. I think he did exactly what they want him to do. I think Uh, You know, he had four hits. He did have two penalty minutes. But I think, you know, this is somebody who is very, very much what uh, David Poyle wants from his defenders. And Poyle was clear in his press conference yesterday after the trade deadline. This is not a rental for Nashville. This is somebody that they see investing in and keeping on this team and being a long term asset for the team. I thought it was a great first outing, all things considered. We'll see going forward where he sort of fits in. So, you know, it could have been a disaster. You hear Matias at home out, you panic. But I thought, you know, all things considered, he did well. He did fine, as Nick would say. That's it. It was fine. Sure. Sure, sure is the word. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if this yeah. is, if this is going to be par for the course, and again, I think it was interesting hearing like Poyle talk about Lausanne yesterday because when this trade happened, Uh, Everybody was kind of like, okay, this is like the new Corbinian Holzer, the new Erica Branson. They're just kind of the depth guys. And then we peace out after a little bit. Uh, David Boyle seemed very much all in on Lazan being kind of a more long-term piece Mm -hmm. for the Predators, which I thought was interesting. Um, And it kind of makes you think, because obviously trading a second round pick for him is kind of a lot. So it kind of makes you wonder, is there something that either David Poyle or John Hines sees in Jeremy Lazan that maybe the rest of the hockey people aren't seeing? Like, is, is are they seeing something in his game that they look at and it's like, you know what? I don't care what the advanced stats or any other metrics kind of say on him this season. 
we think we know how to use him. And I think the other thing to look at is who might he be coming in to replace Mark Borowiecki's on a one-year contract. They love Boro. Uh, just identity guy, play. Everybody loves Mark Borowiecki. I'm wondering if maybe this is bring him in and develop him into that role if Boro decides to retire or they don't re-sign him. So there's, you know, and he's been compared very similar style to Mark Borowiecki. So I think they're looking for something very specific and they must see it in him. And again, I agree with you. I, I don't think the, the statistics, you know, reveal a lot about the uh, equity of a second round pick, but they see something in him. And I think it's going to be a long-term investment. Yeah. Borowiecki, of course, re-signed for next year, earlier mm -hmm. this year. Um, so, you know, you're, you're kind of hitting on something where I think maybe the Predators see maybe some comparison between those two um, and maybe, mm -hmm. you know, interchanging them a couple of points or, you know, even as good as Borowiecki's played this year, this has been his best year um, in yes. quite some time. So maybe this is just kind of insurance for him or potentially an upgrade down the road. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting uh, to kind of see where that goes. Um, Matt Tennyson also last night getting a chance on the blue line. Again, he had played very, very well when he's been in the lineup earlier this year. Uh, two minutes and 25 seconds of shorthanded time which was third on Predators defenseman. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it seems like John Hines is being able to pull all these random pieces that should not theoretically work, and he's getting the most out of them. I think it's great. Uh, I and, and that is a credit, I think, so much of the success of the Nashville Predators right now. You know, Forsberg, Duchesne, even Yossi, granted they are extremely talented, but I think John Hines has really been able to tap in to the identity of this team. I think he has been able to get buy-in from all of these players, and so much of the credit for where they are and their progress should go to John Hines. Are you surprised because we've there's a lot of Yossi for Norris chatter out there. Mm -hmm. uh, we know we were on the Geno for Calder train earlier this season. Um, we're now on the Yossi for Hart bandwagon. Are you surprised there's not more of a push for Heinz to be in the Jack Adams conversation for coach of the year? I'm disappointed. I'm not surprised. He is an obvious candidate, I think, when you really look at what he has been able to do and how he has taken what is very, you know, it's a very similar roster to what they've had the previous couple of seasons with just a few adjustments, been able to take this roster and create something new, create something that is providing opportunities for players like Yossi Duchesne, Forsberg, UC Soros. There's so many things that he has uh, been able to develop in this team. The fact that he's not even in the conversation, it baffles me and it frustrates me. I'm not surprised because I feel like the Predators are not, um, they're not all the flash. They're not the pizzazz. And I think those are the teams with that, the team. Now, let's see what they do in the postseason. If the Predators go deep into the postseason, I think you're going to see more people having that conversation about, about Heinz. <laughs> but right now, I think, you know, look, the stuff we do here in Nashville, yeah. 
I don't think a lot of people are paying attention. No, except you guys watching, which we That's appreciate. Right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, more to talk about in just a second, and uh, including a preview of tonight's game, because it's another Victor Arvidsson sighting. Speaking of oh, print my history. That's right. We've got uh, the LA Kings tonight. We're going to talk about that. But first, want to talk to you about our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain store to stock all the parts that you need. Why would you endure intimidating, pointless questions and wait while a person behind a counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when you're using Rock Auto, why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go and explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Here's one more fun question for you, Anne, uh, about okay. last night's game. Anaheim Ducks, do they have the worst goal horn in the NHL? <laughs> I feel like we didn't hear it near as many times, so it's hard for me to remember um, yeah, there's so many things about Anaheim that I struggle with, you know, so I'm willing to criticize their goal horn. I can get on that. I can get around that for sure. Yeah. I feel like once they lost the mighty, anything redeeming about the franchise and once Paul Correa left, it was, it was all downhill from there. What's left. What what's left. Thanks. Ryan gets Um, <laughs> Well, the Predators are moving just a little bit up the California coast tonight. They take on the Los Angeles Kings at Staples Center. Uh, second game of back-to-back. -back. LA Kings are kind of in an interesting spot because this was a team that was kind of still supposed to be in a rebuild. Uh, instead, they find themselves pretty firmly in a playoff spot at the moment, second in the Pacific Division. Uh, but it's weird because you watch them and they're not playing particularly well. Like they're not blowing anybody mm -hmm. away, um, but they are a dangerous team. And somebody the Preds are going to have to really keep an eye out for. They're 5-4-1 and one in their last 10, but some of these games have come in overtime and shootouts. They've been pretty close. They are coming off a 5-1 to one loss against the Vegas Golden Knights. So they're looking to kind of bounce back from that. I think it's interesting uh, coincidence that this is the Victor Arvidsson. You know, we're going to get to see yeah. him after Forsberg just broke his record. Uh, Philip Forsberg did say in the post game that he keeps in touch with Arvidsson. They're still very good friends. And I'm sure there will be some talk about how Forsberg broke Arvid's record. So we'll get to see him again. But 
you know, this is a team, I think in some ways, very comparable to Nashville where expectations were low or middle at best. And they've just been able to piece together some momentum and some good things. So this is going to be a good test for Nashville, I think, to see if they can do two, get two more points. Back-to-back -back games on the West Coast are never easy. So it's definitely going to be a dig deep kind of night. Do you think we're going to see Riddick in net tonight? I think we're pretty obviously going to see Riddick in net yeah. tonight. Um, I mean, yeah. Although to be fair, we did give Yo or UC Saros uh, one minute rest last night. What? Like so, how greedy can he be? So, so maybe he's ready to go back in there. Maybe playing fifty-nine minutes instead of sixty is what saved him. Um, no, I think you're going to see Riddick in this situation. Mm -hmm. um, at least going by what John Hines says, I think the Predators have some momentum right now, um, and mm -hmm. I think he's comfortable enough in the players in front of the goaltender, how well they're playing that you can take a chance and be like, you know what? I know Riddick hasn't had the best season, but we just need you to come out here and, you know, play a solid game for us and we can still pick up a win. Um, I, yes. I don't think it's going to be like a situation like we've had the last couple of years where UC Saros winds up playing pretty much every game down the stretch. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think if we're going off of, you know, a standard game day off game schedule. You'll probably see Saros in most of those, um, but it's not like last year where I think you're going to see him forced into all of these back to backs. Um, so right. I think that's, that's something that I expect down the stretch. I expect Riddick to come and do well. Um, Los Angeles isn't a big scoring team either. Mm -hmm. uh, Anze Kopitar is of course on fire. But, you know, everybody else is kind of in the 30 to 20 point range after them. They do have a lot of depth. Like there's definitely a lot of guys um, who can score, but they're not lighting the world on fire either. Um, so that that's something that I think, you know, John Hines is going to be looking at and said, OK, this is this is another team that we should be able to put some style points on. Even though the Kings are in the playoffs right now, you do expect the Predators to win this one, right? I mean, the way they're the way they're playing right now, I would say, yeah, they're a better team than the Kings. I think the key for this game, the key for this win, is to come out early and find their game right away because that will take some of the pressure off of Riddick if Nashville can get to the forecheck, if they can start playing physical, if they can get to that hockey that they played in the third period right away. That's going to take a ton of the heat off of. Uh, Riddick and I think you're right I think that there is confidence in the way this defense is playing in front of the net UC Saros really did have to do a little bit more work than they probably would have liked in the first period if they can come out and play right away to their style of hockey in the first period I do feel like this is a win for the Nashville Predators this is something that they should be able to to do yeah, and uh, the Kings in goal also have kind of been a mixed bag this year. Uh, not sure if we're going to see Cal Peterson or Jonathan Quick yet, um, but both of them have been good in spurts, but also sort of mediocre to bad in spurts. Uh, both of them have save percentages under 9-10, so right around league average. Yeah, I mean, this is a game in which I think if the Predators do jump out early and Philip Forsberg and Matt Duchesne continue their pace, 
yeah, this is a game where the Predators, I think, are going to have a chance to score a lot of goals like we saw the other night. It's just going to be a matter of can they keep that mental focus going from game to game? Yes. You know, you, you had a big win over Anaheim last night. You, you have all this stuff about history and, you know, Yossi's on a record setting pace and you're talking awards. Can you kind of build off of that momentum that you had last night and go on? And the other thing to keep out for is that the Predators did play last night. So how long is your energy going to last during the game? Right. You know, you, you might have more fatigue in that third period than you would in a normal game. So that's the importance of a hot start because the Kings have had. Yes. Uh, yeah. The Kings have had three days rest now. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're going to be yeah, very out. different. Yeah. So they're going to be able to last a little bit longer in that game. So that's why the hot start for Nashville is important. And then, you know, at the end of the game, even though you're fatigued, if you can do enough just to kind of survive, that's going to be key. Yes, I would agree with that. I think this is something that the Predators, this is a very doable game. If the Predators can come home from this three-game West Coast swing with six points, that would be huge. I am with you, though. One of the things that Nashville has to consistently be mindful of in John Hines preaches, don't get too high, don't get too low. And I think they get tripped up when they get too high. And so going into this game, staying you know focused on what they need to do, getting right away to their style of play is going to be key and not to let, you know, there's potential for the emotion of this record setting pace that they're on, you know, with Forsberg, Duchesne. I think that there is the potential for them to sort of get mentally off track. Hopefully that won't happen. And like you said, it's going to be a need for a hot start right away to, to see this one to the end. Yeah. Well, it is a 1030 Eastern start, 930 Central <laughs> start. So get ready to stay up and get that late night <laughs> cup of coffee going again. Uh, That's right. Be another late one. Uh, of course, we'll break it down tomorrow. Until then, Anne, where can the fine people find your work online? You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com and you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. Read my work at onthefourcheck.com. Also, be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Predators. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like us, leave a comment, and subscribe. That helps us get this video out to more Preds fans like yourself. That's going to do it for us today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back here tomorrow with Preds Kings recap and a much more juicy Preds talk.